Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Think Chat. It's been a while, it's now 2021, uh, and a lot has happened, so I hope you guys have been safe. Yep. Um, things have been happening. There's a lot happening in the 3D printing space, uh, and we're still keeping our eyes out on what's occurring, yep. what's developing, uh, and so we still want to continue to share some of our thoughts with mm -hmm. you guys on the actual uh, industry development. Mm -hmm. um, today, in particular, the food industry, we have seen quite a lot of interesting things happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it may not be what you think uh, or how, how you think it's developing. So, um, yeah, let's uh, jump into jump it. In. Well, yeah. I think most of us are pretty familiar with food, I mean, 3D printing food in general. Uh, I think they did show it on the news before. And most of them are more like using a type of paste and then extruding it out from the printer um, yeah, think, on, onto the bed. Think icing. Think icing out of like a like an icing uh, bag so, that you squeeze. Yeah, that you squeeze. Um, now instead of a bag, it's in a machine syringe yeah. of sorts and it's depositing it as yeah. required. But that's not the only way you mm -hmm. can print with food. Um, you can also print with food uh, through a process much like the powder-based machine technology. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have a bed of powder yeah. and you go in with a binder, usually yeah. like a sugar water of sort or some kind of mm -hmm. yeah. uh, nutritious vitamin yeah. solution. And uh, you bind it, you bind the powders together. Mm -hmm. um, and whatever that powder is, it could be sugar. Yeah. It could be, I suppose, starch, really anything. Uh, as long as it can be held into a shape, mm -hmm. you can do it uh, through yeah. that method. It's um, the technology that's very close to it would be called uh, like a like a multi-jet mm -hmm. uh, printing technology, or even going way back into the, the general technology for 3DP, which is a powder-based mm -hmm. Gibson type of technology. Yeah. So it could be it could be um, paste, yeah, or it could be that. I would imagine from the powder-based food. I would imagine it will be pretty dry. No, um, I mean, I think candy. That's, you know, when, when we talk about um, candy 3D printing yeah. and, and printing in candy, that's the type of consistency you would be looking for, right? So mm. yeah, it is dry. You probably yeah. wouldn't want to make like a steak out of that. Yeah. But um, confectioners, so mm -hmm. candies and yeah. things like that, uh, great technology for that application. Yeah. Uh, and where you want the food to be more, I'm going to, I'm going to call it natural, mm -hmm. like regular food, paste extrusion is fine because yeah. you're carrying water with it. You're, yeah. you're kind of working with more natural materials. Mm -hmm. And then you can add on top of that a layer of nutrition, oh, just okay. individualized nutrition that you can mix into the yeah. solution, right? So you can do a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think that was one of the perks of 3D printing is you can actually add in a lot of Nutrition, as Eugene said, that maybe you are missing yourself. So there were talks about uh, have probably in the very far future, I don't know how or near future, uh, of having a 3D printer at home where you print your own food and then you select um, the type of nutrition or um, nutrients or vitamins that you're missing and you add it into your food. Right. And then you print it there right away and so you can consume it. Oh, that's probably like... 20, yeah. 30 years out. Yeah. Um, uh, nutrition analysis is, def is definitely mm -hmm. a thing. I yeah. mean, everyone's nutritional balance is a little different. Like my nutritional intake in terms of metabolism is very different to that of yours, Andy, yep. probably. Yep. And 
that level of customizability we just haven't had mm -hmm. uh, up until this point. I mean, I would even argue that we're not even quite there yet. Mm -hmm. But we're now starting to explore that possibility. Yeah. Right. Um, the early days of food printing has been yeah. revolving around shapes. Yeah. Uh, through candy, um, chocolate, chocolate um, pizza. We've all seen the, the mm -hmm. videos of the, the 3D printed pizza yeah. going around the, the, the interwebs. Yeah. Um, but we're we're working with traditional materials, some yeah. things that you know artisans and craftsmen can go yeah. in and you know make a beautiful pizza. Mm -hmm. But now instead of replace them with a robot, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but I think 3D printing food goes beyond that. It should go beyond mm -hmm. that. It should go yeah. beyond that with regards to, um, yeah, nutrition is a good place to be. Mm -hmm. um, now think about if you're, I mean, not us. We probably. Yeah. I hope you know. I hope we get to go on space journeys, but I don't know. Maybe when we're like nine years, ninety, ninety years old, we probably can't, <laughs> and we'll probably be too old for that. Yeah. But you know, the problem with space travel is that you don't have access to abundance of food. Yes. And so, if we need to physically make that possible, mm -hmm. like we need to find a different way of, to of making food. Making food. I mean, yeah. I I don't know how realistic it is to you know go to Mars as a landing spot yeah. and then. Well, and, not, then, and then farm and then yeah, leave and go to another yeah. place, right? So, you know, if we were, if we're going to go for 20-year journeys, yeah. we're, we're going to need some stuff on the, yeah. on the space shuttles for sure. I mean, I mean that, that's a very far, um, far away concept. But even for now, as in uh, astronauts, astronauts on the space station, right? Uh, they're always the dehydrated food, right? Yeah. And just having... This technology for them on the space station, I'm pretty sure that would revolutionize their lives. It would probably make the meals more enjoyable, yeah. at the very least. Yeah. Um, and you know, if we do it well, and if, if uh, things can be done well, then you can make it really, really nutritious. Yes. Right. Yes. And tailored to the individual. Mm -hmm. um, we've talked in this channel before about um, the ability for 3D printers to customize for the individual. Mm -hmm. This is, I would say, the ultimate form of yeah. that yeah, right yeah um you know customize a shoe for me well customize the food for my nutritional intake if yeah. i'm like super low on vitamin d because it's yeah. raining all the time outside yeah. here in vancouver well then put that into my food mm -hmm. um yeah and, and and have it be there for me for, for when my body mm -hmm. needs it yeah yeah so we do have a couple companies and we saw we, we dug into the into the world a bit Mm -hmm. um, some of the research was done kind of pre-2021. Yeah. We just jumped right into it and we looked at and see if there's, we were looking to see if there's an update on, mm -hmm. on some of these things. And sure enough, one of the companies that we were looking at um, was, was, uh, had, had updates. Had, had updates and they're had actually, changed some of the things. They're still trying to come up with more innovation, innovations, innovative yeah. ways of making, uh, making food or using, uh, utilizing this technology to actually make food. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jump into it. Let's go. Yeah, uh, I think they were called open open meals, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they had a lot. They had a lot of uh, things, they, but mostly they are, um, I guess, revolving around Japanese food. Yeah, I found that interesting. Yeah. I don't know why, in particular, Japanese cuisine of all things, um, sushi. Yeah, they did Japanese traditional sweets. Yeah. Um, a thing called oden, which is yeah. like a uh, I don't know what is it called. It's like a quick snack. For businessmen, I suppose. Oh, I thought um, it was more like a comfort food. Like a comfort food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just seems to always revolve around Japanese cuisine, which I yeah. don't really know why. But I think part of the reason is because they are actually situated 
in Japan. In Japan. Yeah. yeah. So their approach has been different with all the projects. Like mm -hmm. you can go on their website and you can take a look at all the projects they're doing. Mm -hmm. They're approaching it very differently. Yeah. And not just a singular tackle, a singular approach to yeah. things. So um, like with regards to their uh, traditional Japanese suites, yeah. they're actually printing it out of whatever the material is, but it's more about probably flavor and shape. Yeah. Japanese traditional treats mm -hmm. are all about yeah. the way that it looks and presents yeah. and the way that it tastes. Yeah, and now with 3D printers, you can make it into more organic designs that probably our hands wouldn't be able to, wouldn't be able to replicate. Yeah, and more repeatable. Yeah. Precision, uh, mm -hmm. which, is, which is pretty important. And then they did a thing with regards to sushi, which I found kind of fascinating. They were looking at how to analyze the person's individual nutrition yeah. and then 3D print the nutrition in these really unique looking sushis. Yes. Um, which, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Well, the, 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 the weird shapes. Yeah, well, other than the shapes, the whole uh, part of it was uh, before you actually go into the restaurant to have the meal, uh, let's say I booked one week uh, one week prior to my reservation, you're supposed to like probably take a swab of like your mouth. I think they and said then you send it in or any bodily fluids. Yeah, I think they said like a urine sample yeah. of sorts, which yeah, I'm which not so weird. sure how I would feel about that. I mean, providing that to my yeah. doctor, fair enough. Providing but it to a restaurant, restaurant it, it it is probably too out there for now. But. Uh, they, yeah. they, they take whatever you give them to analyze what your body is missing. And then they customize it into a sushi that they print you. Yeah, and I think what's unique about it is they're trying to approach it via both form and shape. So that's yeah. really what the technology fundamentally is really mm -hmm. good at. Yeah. Uh, and then they're adding on the layer of what we were talking about, which yeah. is customizability or tailoring yeah. that, that experience to the person. Uh -huh. I'm pretty sure the food will taste the same to you and I, most likely. Uh, maybe I, I don't know. It I'm, looks the shape and texture looks a bit unique. Unique. I mean, we're 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 most likely going to put an overlay on the screen. Yeah. Um, they are definitely not what you're used to as traditional pieces of sushi. I think yeah. if I saw that on the table, I would hesitate for a second. Yeah, and then I would try it. Yeah, right. So, um, you know, I and and I think this. So they. They originally thought that they were going to open up a store in Tokyo yeah. in 2020. Yeah. Uh, and that's what prompted us to do a bit of a research, mm -hmm. redigging really come 2021. Yeah. And it seems like they pushed it back a little bit. Yeah. Um, they just left it as an open-ended 2020X. Uh, and then to oh. be determined or something yeah. like that. Um, which I think I give them props for because this thing is so new. Yeah. Um, that I think if they launched it too early, uh, the perception and the reception may not be received too well i mean it's just earlier you said you were uncomfortable with giving your body fluids to them yeah, i mean let's that, say if you had a chance to attend this restaurant i would probably skip that step you would skip that step. yeah I, like but then it defeats the whole purpose of customization and giving you the nutrients that you need which was one of the big selling points it's like a bound it's like it crossed a boundary for me i don't like it's a privacy thing there Mm -hmm. At least for now, um, but I do understand that, like, hey, if we're if the two of us are stuck on like a spaceship going, yeah. I don't know, to Pluto or something like that, yeah. and uh, 
the the machine is trying to figure out what nutrition we need. Yeah. And I got a you know we provided urine sample for that. Yeah, I think that's yeah that's an acceptable situation to collect that data. This one. Uh huh. But so you think sure. about it, it's 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 the it's the same. It's just one. Yeah. You're giving it to a restaurant with a with a third party owner. I don't know. Something this, something is like there's yeah. that information is too private. I don't know why the, the yeah. information is too private, but well, um, hey, you know what? My mind I, my mind's flexible for change. Like yeah. it 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 could be it could go either way. Mm -hmm. um, and so. If the world goes towards a direction of, hey, we want to provide the best possible experience, the mm -hmm. best possible nutrition to our customers, the best possible, um, you know, balanced meal. Yeah. Absolutely, I think I'll be behind that. But the, yeah. the first leap in is well, a little foreign. It's a little odd. I guess we're just not the early adopters <laughs> to this technology yet. <laughs> well, no, I would think that we are, yeah. right? I think I think uh, being in the three D printing space allows us to explore and look at some of these things. And it makes us really critical of the moves. Yeah. Right? So, you know, is printing pizza, the shape of a pizza, yeah. alone good enough? My answer to that is no, it's not. Because yeah, there's people so can many do it. elements. Yeah, I mean, people can do it just as well. I mean, I think better, technically. Have you, if you looked at I mean, that, I've never tried one. I never tried one, but if you looked at the, the physical thing that was reproduced in, I think it was CES back in a couple of years. I think so, yeah. That versus a gourmet pizza made by a person. It's I, I look at it from two perspectives. Yes, there is the tangible, you know, salamis and pineapples yeah. and whatever you want to put yeah. on your pizza, right? By, by the way, pineapples are the best. Uh, and then there is nope. the... <laughs> then there is the... The, the texture. But you'll be losing all the texture in the pizza in the first place. Fair, fair enough. I mean, I, I, if there's a way to keep the texture, yeah. keep the flavor profiles, I think that's all great if we can get that. And then the opposite side that I think I'm looking at this thing from um, a business perspective too is like the business implications. I mean... Yes, you, you'll save on manpower. Yeah, the, the scalability of like the Pizza Hut yeah. pizza manufacturing yeah. plants, right? Um, I mean, it'll be a totally different experience. Yeah. Um, but that's the business implications. Automation side, I think, makes people excited about what possibly could be. Yeah. But then you lose something in that in that in that experience, which is people. Yeah. Like if you can just order pizza, drive to a destination, you know, here comes a box. You but, don't talk to a single person, and you leave. <laughs> Well, technically, not quite how I envision food. Technically, in today's today's world, um, pandemic-wise, this is this is perfect. Um, yeah, I, you, I suppose. Yes, you lose the human connectivity, um, but you also minimize the risk for yourself. Yeah, I can see a future where that is in, that the, the efficiencies. I mean, if we can get pizza cheaper, faster. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone will complain about that. Uh, 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 I don't know. Well, if you can replicate the looks on the uh, on the pizza with the printer, I think that would be a big plus. Because, you know, regarding food, if it's not appetizing, then it's no one will want to eat it. Well, here, let me ask the question. The, the same question that the, the guys over at Open Meals is trying to tackle, yeah. right? 
pizza, most people think of it junk food. Yes. Um, or fast food, yes. you want, whatever you want to call it. Before, if you, before you order the pizza, you're able to kind of give your data and then they make a, a balanced meal out of it. Mm. Whatever the method, is that better? Like, that would be better. But that, isn't that the same? Well, I mean, the, the manufacturing of pizza by robots with the, the existing ingredients that we have today yeah. versus existing ingredients and then on top of that, the tailored, customized nutrition for yeah. you, that's very different. So yeah. I think... In, you know, I think I can see a time in the future, I don't know how far into the future, a oh. distant future perhaps, yeah. where, yeah, uh, we, I don't know, we get the data from our doctors or something, yeah. and that information gets fed into some kind of data analysis, and the, the printers, I suppose, makes yeah. a pizza that is nutritious. Yeah. That, that, I, that I would much better, that, like, it's much more preferred, I think, than just a 3D printed automated pizza. And then you displace yeah. people for the sake of displacing people yeah. and for efficiency purposes. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I think that's always going to be the pushback from industry. Probably, yeah. You know, automation's great for efficiency for businesses, better profit margins, and then you have the mm -hmm. trade-off of, well, people. People Where are do they job go, right? and everything. You can't, you know, you, and you can't expect people that are uh, building or building, making pizzas today to all of a sudden become pizza robot man, uh, service technicians. Yeah. You just yeah. you just can't expect okay. that. Yeah. So, you know, are there certain things better kept for people? I have, I, I don't so. have an answer for that, but I, there's something about human made, I think that will forever stay with us. And then there's yeah. always going to be businesses that want to, you know, crunch for efficiencies, True. you know, get that. 12-inch pizza down to $3 or whatever. I mean, all, all businesses will aim towards that. Yeah. It's just more cost-effective. Yeah. And you yeah. enlarge your profit margins, and that's the best part. Yeah. And then I think but I think you need kind of an evolution on top of that. And I think the nutritional play may just be that yeah. key to get people to say, hey, you want pizza? It's not the most healthy food, but we can make it healthy for healthier for <laughs> people. So... Um, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, I think so kind of backtracking a bit singularity, I think they do some really cool, thing, cool yeah. things. Um, they're well, definitely taking a different mm -hmm. approach to just food printing yeah. than what we've seen. So if any of you are interested in, in taking a look at what's happening in the world of food printing. Yeah. Um, they, they are pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're trying I mean, to do a lot. They're there to do there a was lot. another thing that they did was, um, radish, was it? Yeah, part of the Odin. Yeah. Uh, part of the Odin project that they did. Yeah. They actually replicated radish, and apparently the texture and taste is. You, you can't distinguish it between the real thing and the three D printed thing. Now I don't is, know how much of it is three D printed, uh -huh. uh, the actual piece of food. Yeah. Um, they have a bit of videos playing, um, kind of like on the background that yeah. loops, and it almost seemed like somebody was taking piece of radish out of a mold. Oh, so I don't okay. know if they're like... So it's like injection molded into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if they're making the radish or if they're making the mold for making the radish. Whichever way it goes, yeah. they're using the technology for food. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. But then now that I think about it, it's kind of redundant. You're taking radish paste and turning it into radish again. 
unless again, I mean? unless again, they, they, they try and do something. They, they're enhancing yeah. the flavor. Yeah. They're making the nutrition better. They're doing something. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Yeah. If it just was a piece of radish. That's it would probably, mashed into paste and then you just paste it into a mold to make it into a radish. radish. <laughs> It seems kind of redundant. <laughs> I, would, I would agree with you. <laughs> I would agree with you on yeah. that. So, um, you know, I think the interesting part is the fact mm. that they're, they're trying all these yeah. things. Um, and we've seen some of those already. So, yeah. you know, the mold making for food, we've yeah. seen that. I mean, um, even we made one for chocolate. We did. Yeah. We did uh, for school projects. Yeah. Right. And so um, the, the easy stuff are the things that already exist today. Mm -hmm. um, the hard stuff are the things that you like analyze yeah. and then you add additional nutrition yeah. and do all that stuff. So I give them props for trying all sorts mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah. So uh, let's move on from Singularity. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, we'll pull up the website here. So if you do want to do more research yourself um, regarding what their projects are, you can go to their website. Uh, but we're going to move on to uh, something different. Not really about uh, using 3D printers to make food, but uh, actually using food products to enhance, not not enhance. Well, going the other way, using yeah, food, food waste. To, food waste to, to make ingredients or for 3D printing. For 3D printing. So in this case, it's using... Uh, McDonald's oil, yeah, um, oil. to make steel lithography polymerization resin. Yeah. So for those that don't know what a polymerization resin is, it's resin when you get exposed when it gets exposed to UV light, yeah, UV light. it hardens. Yeah. Um, and the technology that uses that are typically steel lithography, yeah. DLP, and MSLA. Mm -hmm. So uh, and, and there's a couple more. Yeah. Uh, Clip also uses a similar technology, but uh, sorry, similar material, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's predominantly just resin technology. We yeah. we just simply call it resin. Yeah, we just call it resin. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, what did they do? Um, I, think uh, I think they were trying to do some research uh, regarding if they can do this in the first place, and um, they went to McDonald's, and McDonald's happily gave away all their cooking oil. Well, did they? I, th I think it was like four liters. Yeah, I think they they put a, a call. Yeah. for fast food restaurants yeah. to give oil. I think yeah. McDonald's was the only one that Yeah, like, McDonald's responded. was the only one that responded. Yeah. And they got like four liters or something like that. Right. Uh, and then they were tasked to see if they could replicate, well, not replicate, but remodify. Is it remodifying? Uh, the cooking oil into high quality resin so that you can be, you, you, you can use that into 3D printers. Um, hey, did that? Did the article say what it smelled like when you print with it? Like, did it smell like cooking oil? I actually don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, you know what, I think, I think it's really cool that the industry is trying to look for ways, ways to, to reuse things, recycle. recycle. Um, and I mean, like how many McDonald's are there in the world? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and how much oil? I think we saw a project. I mean, this was way, way, way back in our uh -huh. days where uh, they were trying to figure out if they can use recycled oil for diesel fuel. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. This is like this is for me no different in regards mm -hmm. to that. Um, and it's trying to just look at the supply chain and say, yeah. hey, where can we be more efficient? Yeah. And I mean, if it works and it smells good, um, why not? Um, if there's one thing I know about resin printing, yeah, is that the resin is not 
the best smelling thing yeah. on the planet. Um, I mean, and, and handling it is messy. Yeah. Right. So. Well. So, yeah. Personally, I don't know how much better McDonald's cooking oil would be. Um, it's not like it's not like three printers like FDM printers where you have to heat it up, right? The UV cures it, and you don't usually smell anything. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah you don't really so. heat. You know, resin technology doesn't require any heat. To, yeah. Well, I think there's a byproduct of heat. Mm -hmm. I mean, a laser or a light shines yeah. on the on yeah. the, the material. Um, so you're gonna get some uh, just like off gassing yeah. because of heat that that it, or increased off gassing mm -hmm. from the from the heat. But <laughs> it'd be it'd be interesting to see if they can you know dial the <laughs> the the. Uh, the, the, the smell the fumes. back. Yeah, the, the fumes back. Yeah. And, and you know what? I think if this could be a success, well, this industry is always looking for ways to yeah. recycle. Right? So it'll definitely change. Because uh, if you're looking at right now, even using resin, where do we recycle resin? We, we have no idea. Well, if you look at the bottles of the resin materials, it yeah. would always refer you to your local municipal recycling program. Which... In cities, well, I don't know. In BC, we don't. It's know hard where. to find yeah, that information. We, we don't know where to find um, one. So yeah, if any way to make that process a little better? Yeah, I think the industry is always mm -hmm. looking for that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really cool. Um, I mean, there may be different ways to do it. I mean, oil. Yeah. Who knows? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, the conclusion of that article is they did manage to recreate, um, not recreate, but turn this cooking oil into high. Well, I don't know if it's high quality resin yet, but into resin and they were able to print this butterfly. Yeah. And uh, have it harden. Um, and turn into an actual shape. Yeah. So that, that's a good breakthrough, I would say, um, regarding this recycling of cooking oil. Because as we said, like there's so many fast food restaurants out there. Yeah. Um, and having been able to actually reuse their oil would actually be quite beneficial to the environment and everything. I just thought of something. Mm -hmm. um, because there's so many fast food restaurants across the world, yeah. this is actually a really awesome supply chain problem that they're trying to deal with. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you can make resin locally to your city, city country or whatever, yeah. you don't have to ship it around. So maybe they're onto something that like we don't know. And like, I just yeah. thought of this yeah. while we're while you're talking yeah. which is pretty cool actually um if it could actually be done you just you you know you recycle yeah you save on shipping yeah and distribution becomes easier so i mean it plays literally on the strength of the technology the fact that you can send the file from here to somewhere in london yeah. and then you can get oil-based resin right. material and that's pretty cool i gotta say that's pretty cool so I, I do want to see this thing progress if it, yeah. if it possibly if it could. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we do have resin technology here that we use mm -hmm. for our design to manufacture stuff. Yeah. And so if there's a way to, to get a, get our hands on some, I would, I would definitely love I to. I mean, there's literally a McDonald's like 10 minutes away from us. Okay, we, we probably can. won't be able to make the resin. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, yeah. it would be interesting for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think there's a, a couple of other really more traditional use cases that we also yeah. found within the food industry. Um, mm -hmm. Large companies or small companies. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think last year, Pepsi put out a new design for bottles that are coming out. 
Yeah. Was it Pepsi? Yeah, I think it was Pepsi. PepsiCo, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they have been redesigning their pop bottles or beverage bottles, not just pop, yeah. all, beverage bottles across the board. Mm -hmm. And they've been using 3D printing for rapid prototyping of mm -hmm. the form study. Yeah. Um, how it holds, how it feels. Mm -hmm. And that totally just changed the way that it has been done. Yeah. Um, so, you know, being able to physically hold something yeah. is very different than seeing something on CAD and, yeah. and computer. And thinking to yourself, I think it's big enough. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we've done that ourselves. <laughs> where we sit, I think that's big enough, and we print yeah. it, and it's like just tiny, big, yeah, right. Um, and maybe that's just a okay. Well, it's not that big. Usually, it's <laughs> it's about the right size, but yeah. our gauge of how something feels in the hand is it's totally off. It's completely different, yeah. So, I mean, rapid prototyping best use case scenario is actually that. Mm -hmm. For you to validate your design before it right gets away. into the industrial side, yeah. and when you're trying to before you scale up, so I think PepsiCo is using this for the yeah. like the right ways, the right yeah. reasons. I mean, uh, other than their bottles, they're actually using the same technology for different shapes and sizes for chips, which is what? fascinating. Like chips? Yeah, potato chips. Um, of course they are. <laughs> I, I don't know how how different. It would be like maybe the texture or the the crunch or something like that is provides better tasting. I don't know, but they're also utilizing this huh. technology for that as well, um, which is fascinating. Yeah, I I'm trying to I'm trying to think what benefit that would be, but they probably have insight into their business probably. way more than we. we maybe would. it's more fluffy. Like, I uh, the, the, okay, the thing about chips that I know, and I don't eat too much like chips because I don't yeah. particularly like them all that much, yeah. but like wafer chips for the different textures, the yeah. different crunch, I, I suppose, but how would you test that? I have no idea. I mean, you would be able to test size, I guess. I, I honestly think wafer chips and normal potato chips, they literally taste, I mean, they serve the same purpose for me. I don't see a difference in it. I, I, I don't prefer I can, one over the other. I can see a user experience scenario where different size chips provide different experience. Like, you know those like flimsy little chips that like break in your hands when you're trying to lift them up? Yes. Or like the chips that are too big to fit in your mouth when yeah. you're trying to eat them? Yeah. Like perhaps they're trying to do that. Huh. Like, you know how those um, uh, uh, salsa chips with the little yeah. cups? Like stuff like that. Oh, maybe. I can see that yeah. where they're experimenting with shapes to yeah. do something unique. Yeah. But if they're just doing like slices of potato, <laughs> I think they're missing the point yeah. uh, on that. But I, I doubt they are. I doubt that they are, yeah. right? So, um, I mean, unique ways. Mm -hmm. Like, and this is the thing, like, it's really hard to gauge, with, like from an outside perspective, yeah. how an industry is going to use, use something. Use technology. Or and our guesses are as good as yours. Um, unless you are in the industry and you can yeah. think of something. Yeah. But what we do know is that there are so many different ways to use this, use this technology yeah. that there are like literally countless of yeah. applications that can be, that can be leveraged. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing with big, uh, big companies uh, we can look at is Hershey's chocolate molds, um, chocolate molds, different organic shapes or unique shapes. Um, a lot more traditional because uh, when food and 3D printing first started, chocolate was one of the main things that was uh, looked at. Uh, all these organic shapes that an artisan just couldn't replicate, right? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so, I can, so that's possible now. I mean, it's not the first time we've seen like chocolate yeah. printing. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, making molds, mm -hmm. then printing them, casting them, like yeah. that's all pretty traditional stuff yeah. that they've already, they're already doing that. They're probably just optimizing their workflow. Yeah. Their, their speed to a new shape or new mm -hmm. design. Um, and then I'm assuming that they're maybe actually 3D printing the actual shape mm -hmm. itself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's that's traditional stuff. That's yeah. like that's what we saw five years ago yeah. with regards to food printing. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's chocolate. What, can, yeah. what else can you do with it? I suppose. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, one more fa more fascinating thing which uh, I actually looked into was um, I think it was a company that was trying to recreate. Uh, meat, 3D printing meat, and like beyond meat, meat or meat, like in the shape of, in like the a, shape of a steak with the with the same textures. Oh, yes, they like print like tendons and everything. And I gotta I gotta say, if they can pull that off, if they can pull, that will be that will change the game. Yeah, I mean. Well, for, for not, not just the food industry itself, but the whole world, as you're looking at greenhouse gassing reduced, yep. Yep. Um, waste reduced. Probably um, nutrition. Yeah, nutrition, everything like that. Uh, I mean, personally, when I looked at the pictures on the site. Are they there? Are they there? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> That it would looks, be my guess. Yeah, it looks like that a, would be my guess. Yeah, um, but I, I think you know what I think. I think um, like we've heard some talk with regards to cell printing. Yeah, I think that's our best bet for recreating these meat and meat-like materials. Yeah, um, anything that uses like a paste meat. Yeah probably will not get to that level. Probably won't be the same texture or anything. But like, are you, okay, I guess the question is this, are you okay eating like printed cow meat? Like, is that equivalent of like GMO uh... things? And, and I'll ask the audience too, are you guys okay eating 3D printed like Stuff. meat out of cells? Oh. Like it's actually meat, but is that too sci-fi? Is that too sci-fi? Right? Is that is that too out there? Uh, I don't know. Right now, it's right now it's in my head. It's too out there. What but, if you're traveling in space and you really want that state? Well, I mean, by the time that we had the technology to actually travel in space, it may have already became a, a norm, right? Yeah, I suppose. I so suppose. I'll probably be more okay with it. But right now, currently, probably not. Okay, I I would probably say the same. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's a little too out there. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I think what's really cool is that all these things are happening. Yeah. Um, and it's not slowing down yeah. anytime soon. Um, it's actually accelerating. Yeah. Um, and I can see it accelerating even faster mm -hmm. as this industry gets more mature. Yeah. Technology gets better. Uh, I'm going to call it materials get better. So like mm -hmm. cell material or printing materials gets yeah. better and techniques gets a little bit more refined. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, bring it. Bring yeah. on the food printing. Um, because I think this will probably change the way that we eat uh, in the future. Probably. Um, it's just like there's a lot of things that we probably don't look, 
wouldn't want to eat or it deters us from eating. Um, but with 3D printing, it'll probably change the shape and anything. And we might actually want to eat it afterwards. For example, which is insects. Insects are very nutritious. They have protein, not that. <laughs> I, I know I, I make it sound like I want to eat insects, but I actually don't, not very inclined into either. But um, 3D printing can change the aspect because it's very nutritious and there's a lot of protein in them. And if you grind them all up into powder or a paste and then you extrude it and make it into like a nice looking cookie, and I don't know about it, you gave it to me and it was like, hey, you wanna try it? And I'm like, okay, I try it. And then I'm like, okay, it's not bad. And then after you tell me, it's okay, well, made of grinded grasshoppers. Okay, well, the food industry can't work that way, number one. Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I do understand what you're saying. I mean, insects grow fast. They're yes. like, they're literally bugs. Yeah. They reproduce really, yeah. really quickly. Um, but I like, I don't know how I feel about just grinding things up and letting people not know about it. Uh, if I was fully disclosed wow. and I knew about it and I ate it, that's absolutely okay. But having said that, could we fix the issue with protein around the world yes. by being a little bit more creative about yes, some of these short, things? Short, I mean, having said that, Insects are eaten around the world, and it's pretty common. Yes, it's just it's not just, here. Yeah, right. So oh, in North America, it's, it's yeah. a bit out there for us. I would say so. I've tried. It's okay. It doesn't really have much taste. What have you tried? Cricket cookies. Oh, interesting. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't I, tried any. I think this is a good segue to our <laughs> outro. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think uh, we can sum this up. I think the food industry is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, we'll most definitely be keep, keeping a tabs on mm. what's happening in the, in the developing of the food-based yeah. 3D printing side of the world. Mm. Um, so, you know, if you do work in the food side of the world and you're working with 3D printing, I would you love to some see some of insights. that. Insights, that would be great. Yeah. Remember to comment. Yeah. Um, otherwise, outro? <laughs> yeah, so uh, remember to subscribe. There's a button that's going to be bottom right here. Um, also click the bell that's next to it so that you always get notification from us when we update a um, episode on our YouTube channel. And uh, we'll also be putting this as a podcast still on Anchor and Spotify. So if you don't have time to watch a YouTube video, you can listen to us while you're driving, commuting, or on the train. Um, or whenever you like. Or whenever you like. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see you next time there. Yeah. I hope you guys join us. Mm -hmm. Take care. Bye. Bye. Okay. No, okay. Hey, did you guys realize that like we're in a totally new, new set? Yeah. Um, we expanded our uh, space. Our filming space in the warehouse. Yeah, we used to call that the cave because yeah. it was so tiny. Yeah. And now it's like three times the size. Mm -hmm. So uh, we need to do some changes with regards yeah. to audio and maybe echoey yeah. because it's so much bigger now. Yeah. But hope you guys like the new set. Uh, there will be more, more things that you would look forward to. Yeah. I mean, you can look forward to from us. We actually have two other sets that we have built. Uh, yeah. And so keep an eye out for some of those videos and mm -hmm. we'll see you guys later.